Welcome back. Hour number two of the Bill Michaels Show. We are glad you're with us. I am uh, in Indianapolis, Indiana today. Then uh, the next week off, Ben Kenny will take you, uh, leading you up to next Wednesday. Then uh, that's when I get back, and then we'll obviously give you the NFL draft and such uh, right after. Looking forward to that. But uh, this Brewers team is off to a hot start, and it seems like, at least according to Mark, that every time uh, we in some way, shape, or form bash Christian Yelich, uh, that he goes yard, he must be listening to the program, and we must be the most powerful radio show in all of broadcasting history that being said, a uh, guy that I absolutely love to death, spent a lot of time with him working uh, in, in, in years gone by. Our good friend, host of the Baseball Post Game Show on 97.3 The Game in Milwaukee, Tim Allen joining us. Tim, how you doing, buddy? Well, Bill, it's been way, way too long. I do miss working with you and uh, and filling in on, on your shows. It's been a blast over the years. And, uh, you know, I was telling your producer that, Oh, you never know. We're in this business, I'm sure we'll at some point work together again. Start of this. Okay. Sorry about that. No, I was just going to say, let's start off with the fast start of this team. Because I know you, I've listened to you, and whenever you get young guys come up and they start producing – you get excited. So, and there's reason, there's legit reasons to be excited right now. Yeah. You know, you know, Bill, I was a little concerned though, although I, I am excited about younger talent for sure, but a little concerned when you go with younger talent in multiples and that typically means, okay, so they made a bunch, a bunch of moves with a couple of veterans moving in uh, Winker and, Brian Anderson and, and Owen Miller comes in. You make those changes. Contreras coming in. You make those changes. You also influx, you know, three rookies into the scene. Typically, Bill, that means and screams rebuild. I mean, or at least transition, right. doesn't it? it? It would at least say transition. Mm-hmm. But when when they when they uh, really produce like they're producing, and it's not just on the field. I think there's an energy, there's a vibe around it, and that's the exciting part is is that you're getting production out of Winker and Anderson and Nolan Miller and these guys. But you're also getting production out of these guys and the energy, the youthful energy and the vibe. Just wait, your your audience, Bill. They're they're gonna know these guys' household names because right now. And, and no disrespect to that term, casual fan. Um, but the casual fan base, they're going to know these guys by the end of the season. That's going to be a fun ride. So let's start off uh, Christian Yelich. And we were talking about him yesterday, and I kind of teased it a little bit. Uh, it seems like every time we start to look at Yelich, the average and such, and he, he struggles, the strikeouts are prevalent, all of a sudden he goes yard, and he looks like Christian Yelich. But – Tim, you tell me, what are your expectations of Christian Yelich? Because I think the day of him being one of the most dangerous hitters in baseball are far by the wayside. Oh, my goodness. You know, you're, you're right in, in that, uh, hey, hey, if you're the elixir for uh, Christian Yelich having a good game, then bash away, Bill. Just go ahead and keep, keep at it because, you know, they, they need him. They really do need him to recycle through like the other guys. You know, for, for a couple of games, it'll be Rowdy and Brian Anderson. And then another couple of games, it'll be Winker and Bryce Terang. Another couple of games, will be Garrett Mitchell and William Contreras. You need, you need Christian Yellis to do, do his lifting, too. 
And when you look up and you see a 214 batting average, that warrants some concern. It does, and I think it's natural to do that. But my expectations, you know, I, I, I think late last year I called him uh, Jonathan VR because that's kind of the numbers he was putting up. He was putting up Jonathan VR. The problem is Jonathan VR was paid about $6 million a year, and Kristen Yelich is about $26 million a year. So you want more out of it, but if you're not going to get it, the on base, to keep the line moving, get hot for stints, that's what you can expect out of him. I, I don't think that that uh, 18 and 19 numbers is attainable at this point. There's, there's too many habits of no launch. Uh, it's a lot of rollovers to the right side. He looks a little uh, uh, frustrated at times or maybe, I won't say intimidated, but gosh, Bill, when, when you're looking at 2031, dead red counts, and you're taking fastballs on 3120, Kristen, something's up, dude. So you, you got to go. But mm-hmm. if we can get two or three games out of him, Bill, a, a week where he produces like, you know, yesterday, a leadoff homer, had had another RBI hit, can steal a base here and there. You, you take what you can get. Give me your thoughts right now, pitching staff-wise. Woodruff uh, a little bit nicked up, and then obviously Corbin Burns with the sore pectoral. You, you can't afford to lose him long-term, but the amazing thing is is that – You've had these guys with little tweaks here and there, and you haven't been losing ball games because of it. I mean, yep. if you can get back, uh, you, we, you and I always talk about hot and healthy going down the stretch. It already shows that they're a pretty good baseball team. But I, I again, in baseball, you slow your roll because you don't do it. You don't believe anything until right after the All Star break, and then when you get to that trade di- deadline, if you're a buyer or a seller. But man, you just kind of start to look forward. It, it's tough. To, to, to hold your enthusiasm back, but you start to look forward and say, if the rotation can stay healthy and you, yeah. and you keep the back of your bullpen together, oh, my goodness, we, we could be thinking of something we never expected this season, you know? Yeah, and, and they're, what they're doing here with the 13 and, and, and 5 mark through the 18 games, they're buying some time, Bill, to go into a little bit of a funk here and there. And every team does. Every World Series team is going to lose four or five or three or four or get you know, swept in a series. They're buying that time at the same time they're working through their injury bugs. And I'm a little concerned about that injury bug. It started, you know, it started with Tyrone Taylor and Luis Urias and Winker with, was sick and now the oblique. And then obviously with, as you mentioned, Woody and and now Burns, and now Garrett Mitchell, and and so that, you know, that's not a that's not a good trend. Well, they've they've purchased some time to work through that, and that's going to pay off. You're eight games over 500 right now. Okay, say you dip to five games over on a little little bit of a funk. You get back hot again, go back to eight or ten. They've purchased <clears throat> some time, Bill, and and that's really important to to differentiate, and it's significant that. It allows them to work through this. Make no mistake about it. They lose Burns and Woody for extended period of time. I don't care who you are. That's going to hurt your team. And those that think that, oh, they're just going to work right through this thing and they'll be fine and they're good. And it's Woody and Burns. It's two of the best pitches in baseball. That's going to take a hit. That's going to have its toll. Do you think that Craig Council is the best manager in baseball for what he has done? Oh, boy. Um, I am puzzled, Bill, as a lot of people are. Number one, why he is not under contract 
at the end of the season. I, I have a tote board in the studio. 144 games remaining in Craig Council's Brewers regular season managerial career because that's what it's down to. Why am I saying that? Because they're making me say it. Why is he not under contract? What's going on? Does he want to spend time with the kids? I think it's interesting that Matt Arnold, when asked about it, the knee-jerk reaction was talk about the kids. Uh, same thing with Mark Adonacio, the Brewers' owner. Asked about uh, Craig Council's contract. Well, you know, yeah, he's got the kids immediately. So obviously something has been discussed. There's no, no doubt in my mind. Uh, that's just common sense. But um, is, he, is he the best? If, if he's not the best, um, he's one of longest-tenured NL manager and third, I think, longest-tenured uh, manager in all of baseball. To do it under these conditions, meaning payroll, and and some ins and outs and some failed draft choices. Let's let's remember that, you know, they they failed a few times in in that uh, first round and an upper draft. I, I think he has to be considered as as if he's not the best manager in baseball. He's certainly in the top three or four. Uh, I want to go to the, the rest of the position players that this team has, and we start to look around the field, and you know, obviously Jesse Winker has. Been not necessarily above average from what he's been billed, but he's been pretty much what you thought he was going to be. Adamas is having a decent season. You know, we, we, Will, William Contreras might be one of the best pickups this offseason uh, of anybody uh, when you talk about the ability to kind of fortify that catching position and what he's been able to do. And all of a sudden now, with the way the rules are, you value a guy that's got a good arm, that's got the ability to throw out some runners, and he's been able to do that. But, you know, like we said, you got uh, Anderson and Terang and Joey Weimer and everything. But some of the veterans that they have on this team are starting to come through and playing to kind of the back of their baseball cards. Yeah, and they need to. And and they absolutely need to. And that's what's happening. We, we, we're seeing – their batting average is up 263 as a team bill. Well, I mean, really this team has been mired in the two thirties for, for a good chunk of, of the last couple of years. So that's up Their on base percentages up the run production ranks up there. Um, you know, their power is still there. They were third in the NL and homers last year. Well, the home runs, I don't think we're seeing as many, but they're still six. So, as, as a, a, a keep-the-line-moving type of offense, that's what those veterans need to, need to do as well. They need to, I'm an old-school guy in terms of batting average. I always start with a batting average. I think it's, it's one of the most underrated stats out of all the stats in baseball. Why would you underrate a, a freaking batting average, please? It, because your on-base mm -hmm. percentage, it's a derivative of your batting average. So. If their batting averages are up, that means they're on bases up, and that means it's a keep-the-line-moving type of thing, and that's the main thing I've noticed with this offense. There's always <clears> – I shouldn't say always, but quite frequently there's traffic jams all over the place, and there's runners. Hell, in a loss in San Diego, Bill, they had four walks and, and 12 hits. Yeah, they lost the game, but think about that. There's 16 base runners right there. You continue to do that, and only good things happen. Tim, do you like the new rules? Do you like uh, the pitch clock? Do you like the, the larger bases and only being able to throw over to first base twice and all that kind of stuff? Are you a fan of it? The, well, the, the, the biggest part of this that I love is the actual pitch clock. Now the, now, the bases, you know, being larger and the disengagement rules, 
Um, that that I can I, I have a conversation about. I, I can debate that. I, I can take or leave those. But the pitch clock, the one main thing, Bill, that I've noticed is that I think it's unnoticeable unless you're watching for it. If you're watching for it, then you're you know you're doing a play clock in, in NFL, and you know, you better snap it. And then there's that oh that's a delay of game. Okay, if you're watching for it, you can play that game as as a fan. That's fine. But I think it hasn't questioned the integrity of the game, Bill. I think when you watch a baseball game, it's still in a in a uh, real macro level, overarching level. It's still the same game, and that's the that's the the really the brilliance of it is that it's almost unnoticeable to a fan just going to a ball game. Now, yes, it's quicker for sure. We're seeing 214 in, in game lengths. We're seeing, we saw 222 the other day for the for the Brewer game. But I, it's unnoticeable, and I think that's the brilliance of it. I, I really do. And, and I think it, it might be the best rule ever instituted in the game of baseball in its, in its history. Tim, real quick, before I let you go, what is the win total that you picked at the beginning of the season? I want to compare mine to yours. <laughs> I think I might have gotten away without giving one. Uh, uh, rather ambiguous. Um, I said probably upper 80s to the 90 range. And because I knew that this pitching staff coming in all healthy, I can tell you, and I'm going to stick with it, they're the best pitching staff, one, two, five in baseball. And, and that means Peralta's in the three, Lauer's in the four, Wade Miley's in the five. You show me a team that has Lauer, uh, that has Peralta, Lauer, and Wade Miley as their three, four, five. That used to be our one, two, three at best in Brewerland. These guys are stacked. I, I, there's no question now. You reassess. Given health, they're into the 90s and, and possibly well into the 90s. Appreciate it. Uh, love you like a brother, man, and we will get you on soon, okay? Thanks, Bill, man. It's been a pleasure, and I, I miss you, man, and, and let's do it again. Absolutely. There you go. Tim Allen, host of the Baseball Post Game Show on 97.3 The Game out of Milwaukee. And I know for those watching on the live stream, a little bit uh, garbled when it came to some of the uh, when it came to some of the audio. But uh, like I said, you're working with a little bit of a weird signal here today. But uh, thanks to Tim for joining us, man. Uh, good stuff. Good, good stuff. 877-867-1670, want to hit us up. We can talk some Brewers baseball if you choose to do so. Big news coming out of uh, Bucks camp today. We're going to talk with Jim Ozarski coming up in about 45 minutes from now. He uh, covers the Bucks for the Journal Sentinel. We'll ask him what his thoughts are regarding Giannis. We should know if Giannis is in or out tonight, probably in the next 45 minutes. We're, we're hoping to find out, but uh, he was listed as doubtful today uh after uh, they made uh you know he didn't practice and they said he's progressing the back is doing better but uh, he did not practice and it's disconcerting the nazi Giannis on that floor coming up later on tonight this portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at burn pit barbecue burn pit bbq.com that is burn pit bbq.com uh, they have gone from the garage where they watching their dream come true. They're based in Racine, Wisconsin, and the majority of their success uh, has all been in the state of Wisconsin, and it's all been because of you and because you've cared enough to say, I'll try it. We like to grill. We like to barbecue. We like different rubs and sauces and stuff. They've got it. Go to Burn Pit, burnpitbbq.com. 
BurnPitBBQ.com. That is BurnPitBBQ.com, veteran-owned and a local company right here in our own backyard in Wisconsin. Go to BurnPitBBQ.com. Again, BurnPitBBQ.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show on the air we wait to see if uh, indeed Giannis is going to be able to go you certainly hope that he is um if he can that's uh, that's a huge boost to this uh this Bucks team who you know obviously needs him but uh as we stated uh last hour if by chance let's just say the the Bucks um are able to to get the win tonight without Giannis that goes a long way it allows Giannis an extra game of rest if needed and in addition to that it uh, also um gives this team confidence so I, I think uh, there's twofold if they can get a win without Giannis and now we wait and see if Giannis is actually able to go this evening so cross your fingers Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. We're going to talk with Jim Ozarski of the Journal Sentinel coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Um, we'll chat with him about this Bucks team, and hopefully, uh, Jim, who is uh, you said, just give him a couple of minutes. Hopefully, he's getting word as to whether or not Giannis is going to be able to play. Obviously, the Bucks having a shoot around today, getting ready for the Heat tonight down at the Fiserv Forum. That game can be seen. Now, I will say this because I know people were telling me, like I'm in Indianapolis right now nationally i would either have to get it on tbs abc tnt or the nba network to watch the game uh if you don't get the nba network so i I would assume nikki blaine's does which is where i'm going to go and watch the game tonight or i think they also have it over at buffalo wild wings which is a block away from where i'm at one of those two places should have it so i'm going to get a chance to watch it because here in the hotel they don't have nba tv um but in the state of wisconsin valleys will have it so at least you'll get the home call, and you'll be able to watch the game on Bally's and uh, and be able to check out the Bucks in that form. But except for those of you who don't have Bally's, unfortunately, but uh, the Bucks tonight taking on the Heat, game two of that uh, of that series, getting underway at the Pfizer Forum, and we talked about it earlier. I mean, if you are going to the game tonight, you need the uh, you need the <laughs> you need the uh, you need the energy. Need the energy tonight. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Uh, like I said, just waiting on Jim Ozarski. And uh, Jim is um, hopefully up that uh, Giannis is able to play tonight. But it was listed as doubtful coming into today. Just an FYI. It was listed as doubtful. So we'll see. Not promising anything. By the way, uh, coming out of the NFL, NFLTradeRumors.com says that the Vikings did discuss trading for Trey Lance at the NFL Combine. That there was a discussion with the 49ers about the possibility of trading for Trey Lance. So, again, that throws more shade into the 49ers 
if indeed by day two the Packers don't work out a deal with the Jets, and then you're pretty much looking for next year anyway, then maybe they jump into the mix and uh, and trade with the 49ers and uh, could possibly you know have them leverage against the Jets. So we'll, we'll get more into that a little bit later. Uh, joining us now over on the hotline, though, our guy uh, Jim Ozarski from the Journal Sentinel is uh, is on the line. Jim, how you doing, pal? I'm good, Bill. How are you? We're good. We're just kind of waiting on word. Uh, do you, any any update on Giannis? <laughs> no, not as we speak. Um, you know, there's a shoot around this morning, but at home, uh, access is pretty restricted. They did not let us up for the final moments of it to see, you know, who was on the court. Um, so he's listed as doubtful. Generally speaking, Bill, um, NBA players who are doubtful the game the day of a game don't play but i will allow that this is Giannis. this is the playoffs and he did this this happened once before the different injury uh coming out of the all-star break february 24th he was listed as doubtful with that right wrist sprain we all remember that injury um and mm-hmm. he ended up playing that night against miami no less and left early with a different injury um but so i guess there's precedent obviously much much different scenario uh, but we'll just have to see pregame, really, if, if Giannis uh, it warms up or not. Um, tell me about this team without Giannis, because I was sitting here saying, look, two things. If they win tonight, one, it actually gives the, the Bucks options as to whether or not to play Giannis in game three, because now it's not a must win, uh, obviously. So it gives them options, and it then would give this team without Giannis confidence enough to say hey we can do this we can get through this series without our big man if we absolutely positively have to so tonight even though Giannis may not be there it's a big game for those two reasons correct oh it's without a doubt a big game you know this is not um this is not the regular season you know so overall the Bucks were 11 and 8 when Giannis did not play this season I'd say they were actually 11 and 6 when all of the other starters and rotation players were available, two of those losses came at the end of the year when, when nobody played. So 11 and six without the MVP finalists, that's, that's not a bad record um, when you think about it. So in terms of preparing to play this game, the bucks are in a good place, right? Bobby Portis averages 17 and 10 bill when he starts. Um, That's not nothing. Um, you know, so I think in terms of that, there's really no, I don't think lack of confidence or concern with this Bucks team. I think they know they're better than the heat. I, I realize that Reggie Miller caught some stuff here, but the Tyler hero absence is a huge problem for Miami. Um, you know, maybe Duncan Robinson can run around and make some threes and, and cause a problem, but there's a reason why Eric Spolster had no intention of playing him this series or even the last year or so. Um, so I, I get what you're saying. I, I think if, if because it's the playoffs, if Giannis can go in game three, I think he'd go regardless. But tonight is big. You don't want to – look, they worked all year for home court. You don't want to drop two games to the eighth seed and just have to climb that hole. And, and all of a sudden, you know, the, the Cavs or Knicks are waiting there and, and you're, you're just dragging this thing out for three weeks. If Giannis does not go tonight, how deep does Bud go into the bench? 
Great question. Wesley Matthews is also out, right? Calf strain. Uh, you know, he went 10 deep, you know, in game one. Was that a function of Giannis getting hurt? Or was that the plan? I don't know. Well, you know, and Bud really, really does not talk about rotations. But now you're talking about two of those 10 guys probably being out. Pat Connaughton, DNP, uh, game one, and you figure he's going to be worked in. I, I could see nine guys for sure. Maybe depending on Drew Holiday's workload, how do they feel about Goran Dragic or does Javon Carter play a little more? I, I could see the, the eight or not nine for sure because I, I just feel, Bill, you know, Pat's going to play. Bobby's got to start. So where does that third big? This is where Myers Leonard <laughs> comes in now that he goes small. So maybe if, if Brooke and Bobby start, um, does Bud's, you know, how does he do the rotations after that? Do they go real small? And if that's the case, it could be interesting if Jay Crowder's minutes go up, or if maybe again, you know, do, do you go in the backcourt and add uh, add some minutes there with the Dragic or something like that? Is this a big night for Lopez Adebayo trying to defend him and then also trying from beyond the arc, maybe not necessarily working it inside consistently, but beyond the arc, hitting a couple of shots, spreading out that defense a little bit. So then when you do go big, you can pound it inside. You know, Bill, it's interesting. When Giannis is out, the Bucks typically shoot way more threes. <laughs> so now that said, yeah. in this particular matchup, um, they do have a size advantage, even with Giannis out. So, I, look, I, I don't think they're going to break from their identity. Like, why why change what you do? You won 58 games. Why overreact? Um, I could see some set plays early for Lopez. They've done that. They've opened games. They've opened second half. Get Brooks six, eight points early inside, and then kind of get back to what you do with putting up 40-plus threes. So I, I hesitate to ride the fence on that question, Bill, but I guess I could see a little bit of both. Like maybe get the big fella going early inside, but then as the game goes on, don't be surprised if you see 45 to 53s again from the Bucks. You got to have um, Middleton tonight. You got to have uh, Holiday. You got to have Lopez. Who else kind of has to be? I know you can spread it out and maybe say you're unsung guy, but who kind of has to be that unsung guy tonight? Yeah, I, I mean, the easy one is Portis because he's going to get the start. But I, I feel Bobby's just been so consistent that that they almost expect him to do double-double kind of work. I, I'm going to go with, with Grayson Allen. Um, he's the other starter. He's a guy who – you know, when when Giannis plays, his life is easier. You know, there's more open threes. But if the Heat are only going to go, you know, eight deep again with without Hero and they're dipping into that bench, I don't know, Bill. I, I think this is a game where you're right. You, you've got the four stars. Grayson's a starter for a reason. Um, it might be a good day for him to hit. I mean, even if it's nine points, <laughs> you know, like or, or four threes, like it, it may not sound like a lot, but that could be a big difference. I'll, I'll go with that one. Where do you fit Crowder into this mix? They picked him up at the trade deadline. He was going to be that extra piece to really kind of give him the toughness and put him a little bit over the top and kind of be, you know, the junkyard dog, but with a shooting capability. Where does he fit into all of this? Yeah, his role might expand today, Bill, with, uh, with Matthews being out. I mean, and Giannis being out, meaning if they thought they were going to adjust off 
you know, by pulling Holiday off Butler and swapping Giannis back onto Butler like they did two years ago, well, that, that option's off the table. So I guess if – I can't see why Bobby wouldn't start, but if he doesn't, it would make sense then if it's Crowder because then maybe you move Holiday off Butler, give Jay that assignment to start, and you keep kind of your bench rotation – um, and that's the Bucks, quote unquote, going small with maybe only one guy. Look, if, and if Holiday starts on Butler again, makes sense. Then then Jay comes in and he takes up more of those minutes. Um, but you know, again, they're going to have to be a little better at making it tough on Jimmy Butler in that short mid range area. They they know what he likes to do. They've seen it for years. There are no surprises here, Bill. I think it's just a matter of them being better at it than they were in Game One. Um, before I let you go, uh, Coach Bud, obviously, we were, I was asked a question a little while ago about does Coach Bud have that ability, that that motivational ability, because as they put it, it sounds like at times he's a sleepy turtle, you know, when he speaks. He's not a rah-rah guy. I mean, so tonight I, I look at the first three minutes of the, uh, of the opener, you know, and watch how this team reacts, watch the energy of the five-serve forum, see if they kind of bring it with that tenacity that we're hoping for night and without Tyler Hero which I feel is a huge loss because he's always thrown some big dagger buckets at, at the Bucks. without Tyler Hero I don't it's I the, the Bucks shouldn't win easily but they should win this game in my opinion right yeah I mean they are the better team um clearly look I I, I would I would be surprised if the Bucks lose um whether it's a close game or not I you know is irrelevant I guess um, but I, I would be surprised if they lose. And that has – look, Spolstra is a very good coach. Mike Budenholzer is a very good coach. Uh, the Bucks are just a better team, and they have been all year, clearly. I mean, right? That's why the Heat had to lose a game and win a game to even get to this spot. Um, I, I mean, to me, with this kind of team, Bill, this is on the players. You know, I mean, the core is a championship core. The guys who haven't won titles – have been to NBA finals with other teams. Like, I, you know what I mean? I, 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 I get why mm-hmm. the Budenholzer question comes up, but this is, this is a player team in my, in my opinion. And, and yeah, there's some strategies, there's rotations, there's scheme. I, I'm not diminishing that, but let's, let's really be real about it. Like this is the third most expensive team in basketball with, a defensive player of the year, a six man of the year, an MVP, a three time all star in Chris Middleton. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I think it's on the players to really right. step up tonight. Jim, you're the man. And if anything breaks, let us know. Give me a shout. But uh, like you said, usually if you're listed as doubtful, uh, you're probably not going to play in a game. But then again, we know that uh, Giannis has a cape somewhere in his house. So maybe he throws on the Superman cape. We'll wait and see. Good stuff, Bob. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Bill. Talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. Jim Ozarski, the Journal Sentinel, joining us for a few minutes on the hotline and uh, getting some. I wanted to say getting some optimism. He thinks they're going to win. My optimism comes from if we would have heard Giannis is indeed going to play. But again, like he said, they should win for all the reasons he just gave. It shouldn't really be incumbent upon Bud to get them up for this. They've been there, done that. They're accustomed to this. Uh, And I agree with everything that he shed light on. 
100%. I agree with everything he's shed light on. That This is this is kind of on the players. This is up to the players. And you get the win tonight, and it really does uh, ease things. You gain that confidence, you can win without him. Two, you give him another game to where he level of sitability, of restability, of get better ability. So big one tonight for the Bucks to really come out and put their emphasis on all of this and thus be able to get a win. And if they do get a win, then life as we know it for the Milwaukee Bucks, at least for the time being, gets back to a little bit sense of normalcy and uh, you can breathe a little bit. So not a bad way to go. 877-867-1670, If you want to hit us up, by all means, go ahead and give us a shot. We'd love to hear from you. Again, 877-867-1670. Got a lot of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at the ICHC, which is the Irish Cultural Heritage Center. It's right on West Wisconsin Avenue. And if you get a hold of my buddy Corey, he just texted me moments ago, and he said, hey, look, Got a lot coming up. Thursday, Jiff Jam, 7 o'clock. Friday, Davis Howley, 7 o'clock. Sunday, Alistair Alistair Frazier and Natalie Haas. That's at 4.30. And they're they're, they're all phenomenal in their own rights. But they have these three great musical lineups coming up this weekend at the Irish Cultural Heritage Center. So if you want tickets, if you want to check it out, go to ICHC.net, ICHC.net, or just call my buddy Corey, 414-345-8800, 414-345-8800. Again, 414-345-8800. A lot of good stuff going on at the Irish Cultural Heritage Center. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.